We're all passionate about something. It could be music, food, sport, or cars. But how many of us would say that we're passionate about science? My next guest would, and she's taken that passion and turned it into a career. Kirsten Banks is a proud Wiradjuri woman and is mad about all things space and astronomy. From uncovering the secrets and discoveries of the original First People astronomers, to educating others to look up and appreciate what's above. National Science Week starts 14th of August, and to tell us more about the magical world of space and why science is so awesome, I'm pleased to have Kirsten Banks join me on the show today. Hello, Kirsten, and uh, thanks for making some time to chat with us. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. I'm keen to talk about space as I always am. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here to uh, chat about this. Uh, Let's get started right at the very beginning. As a kid, what first got you interested in science? For me, my passion was always about the sky. But it started a little bit closer to the Earth with the weather. I actually wanted to be a meteorologist when I was in primary school. Okay, and you just took that a step further and went way above the clouds and thought, I can, get, I can go higher than this. Pretty much, yeah. Basically, what, I, what happened was in high school, my science teachers, they took my entire year group out on an excursion to go see a documentary about the Hubble Space Telescope. And sitting there watching these fantastic photos and seeing these images taken by this fantastic telescope was the point where I was absolutely hooked. Like I needed to learn more about this mysterious universe that we live in. Very cool. Yeah. And it, did you think that they were, you know, space was cool before then? Or was it basically that moment that sort of was the real flick of the switch for you? That was really the flick of the switch. I was like, this is where I need to be. So that was pretty much the point uh, you decided astronomy was your thing then? Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm doing a PhD in astrophysics and trying to expand the knowledge bubble of humanity. That is so cool. Uh, I've got another couple, a few more questions for you. There's this perception that's been around uh, for a long time that science is just for nerds. How do you think we go about changing that perception and get more kids involved in science? You know, make them think that science isn't just for nerds, it's pretty cool. Or even being a nerd is cool. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say being a nerd is awesome. Um, I'm very much a self-proclaimed nerd uh, and geek and dork. And, you know, these it's funny that when people try and uh, call me a nerd or a dork and try and make it as an insult, I'm like, yep, that is correct. That's I cool. am indeed a nerd. I will wear because, that badge. Absolutely, because it's being, being passionate about something is something to be really proud of. And... It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. If you're passionate about something, that is awesome for you and for the people around you as well because they will feed off of your energy and feed off of your passion and you will succeed. Basically, go and do what you want to do and have fun. Don't And is that science? Join us. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's awesome. What do you think is the most or one of the most interesting space or astronomy facts you've learned along the way during your studies? What's a cool fact that you can share with us? Oh, okay. Here's a bit of a weird one that I learned recently. It has to do with frogs and the sun. It seems like a bit out of my wheelhouse, but trust me here. So the maximum acceleration of a frog's tongue as it's catching its prey is almost equivalent to the acceleration due to gravity on the surface of the sun. So we're being pulled down onto the surface of the Earth by 9.8 meters per second squared because of the Earth's gravity. On the sun, that's 27 times stronger. And a frog's tongue goes at almost that acceleration when it's catching its prey. Okay, wow, that's something I've never heard of before. And uh, thank you very much for sharing with us. Wild, (laughs) right? My pleasure. (laughs) So 
Astronomy and Indigenous culture and learning go back tens of thousands of years. What's the link and what's your favourite story in terms of that connection? Yeah, well, science is has been alive in this country, in this land, for tens of thousands of years. And the knowledge that is held in Aboriginal astronomical traditions is just fascinating. The perspective of the night sky from all different nations across Australia, all different Aboriginal nations, they have their own unique perspectives of the night sky. And the night sky is kind of like the canvas for our stories. And one of my favourite ones includes the emu in the sky, or the dark emu, which in, in uh, Wiradjuri we call it Gogoman. And Gogoman is a very different kind of constellation that you would have learnt about maybe in school, where you have the stars and you connect the dots between the stars. But instead with Gogoman, it's a dark constellation. So instead of having stars, there are no stars. We use the dark parts of the Milky Way galaxy to manifest this huge image of an emu. And its position in the night sky indicates when's the right time to go looking to emu eggs. So it's like a seasonal menu. That is so very cool. Can I ask you another quick question? That dark part of the sky, why is that part particularly dark? What is it about that dark patch that has no stars or light coming through from the stars? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because you think that there are no stars there, but it's actually the opposite because there are many stars throughout our galaxy, about up to 400 billion or so. But our galaxy is a spiral galaxy. It has big dusty arms with stars and gas and dust in it. And these dark parts in the Milky Way galaxy that we can see from the Earth are these lanes of dust and gas that naturally block the light from distant stars. So that's how it's a dark part of the sky. Very, very cool. You know your stuff. Jeez. Not that I would even <laughs> be able to know otherwise. Uh, so you're a huge believer in being a science communicator. Why is that? Why is it important to you know, communicate science in a particular way? Communicating science is so important because science research and academia is like a whole different language. And it's very difficult to understand. Even myself, who's in academia, I find it hard to understand sometimes too. So as a science communicator, I translate that language into a way that everyone can understand and is accessible to more people so that everyone can enjoy the science that's happening right now and the groundbreaking discoveries that are happening and learn about it and have fun. Yeah, cool. Making science fun, making it sort of reachable and understandable and understanding. I guess there's science, cool science happening around you each and every day. Because... Absolutely. Yeah, there's science happening everywhere. So uh, I guess regarding science as well, women and girls in science is another thing that you're really passionate about. And it's something I guess that hasn't always been at the forefront of, of the science world. You know, it's normally been a male dominated field. So what can you tell us about that, about women and girls in science and you know, encouraging more young women to take it up? Yeah, well, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because when I was young and I was dreaming of becoming an astrophysicist, there was no one like me in the public eye. There was no women scientists. There were no Indigenous scientists that I could see and follow in their footsteps, which wasn't a problem for me because I knew what I wanted to do and I was going to do it no matter what. I had, nothing was going to stop me. But for many kids, they can't be what they can't see. Like if they don't even know that that's an option for them, they could be missing out on their true passion in life. So by showing that there is diversity in science, the, the, it's getting better in science as well. Everyone can be a scientist. Anyone can be a scientist. 
That is very cool. As a matter of fact, there's all kinds of things. You don't have to even necessarily be a science scientist on a sort of very high level. You can engage in just backyard science, can't you? Absolutely. And that's where Science Week comes in. It's a great way to get involved. Uh, you can find online events, virtual experiences, or even activities, like you said, you can do in your own home just by Googling National Science Week or go to scienceweek.net.au. There are so many events you can get involved with, connecting with scientists and broadening your horizons and have fun learning about science. Yeah, and the cool thing about science is there are so many different avenues you can go down, you know. So you're an astrophysicist, but the amount of different venues and avenues you can go down towards science is incredible. Absolutely. Even within astrophysics as well. Like I'm studying stars in our Milky Way galaxy to try to understand more about the history and formation of our galaxy. But some of my colleagues, they're studying distant galaxies and how they crash and merge together. Others are looking for planets around stars. There are so many even sub-niche topics that you can go into just within astrophysics. So regarding science as well, you're also a huge advocate of learning more about indigenous knowledge in science. How much do we of what we know today was discovered or learned by our first peoples, indigenous peoples? There is so much out there that indigenous science has already uncovered about the universe and about the the world around us. For example, the that the moon has something to do with the tides. That was known by indigenous peoples. Uh, navigating by the stars. That was a great part of our star lore. There are so many things that what's happening in the night sky is matched and mirrored on the ground and informs what's happening on the ground as well. Like this perspective of the night sky is so full of a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, and I guess from your own, or even if you know any others, what's a fun little experiment that you would recommend, even looking up at the night sky, perhaps to get started with Science Week? Is there anything you'd like to share about the night sky that we could just basically do here for Science Week ourselves without any equipment, without too much hassle? Absolutely. I mean, great thing you can do from home is try and find a planet. So the difference between planets and stars is that stars twinkle and planets don't. I remember that basically through the nursery rhyme, twinkle, twinkle, little star, not twinkle, twinkle, little planet, because that just sounds a bit weird. But there are some planets up in our night sky that you can try and find. Look for those stars that are not twinkling in the night sky and see if you can figure out what planets they are. Very, very cool. It has been such a pleasure to chat with you, Kirsten. Uh, your passion definitely comes through. And I think what what's what's next for you? Are you going to be putting out a paper? Are you the next uh, next stargazer who's going to be out there and sharing all these awesome new discoveries what's what are you hoping to accomplish well what's next to me i actually did get a, a paper accepted recently my first ever first author paper which i'm so excited about that will be coming out shortly um definitely finishing my phd eventually too got a couple more years left to go and soon i'll be back to talk to you again as dr astro kirsten that would be amazing. We'd love to chat with you then and find out what else you've learned and keep reigniting everyone else's interest in science as well. Thank you very much. My guest today is Kirsten Banks. She's a proud Rudgery woman and uh, is mad about all things space and astronomy. One final thing, uh, with Science Week kicking off this uh, 14th or 14th of August, where can we send people to get more information, resources, anything like that? So to find online events, virtual experiences or activities you can do in your own home, just Google National Science Week or go to scienceweek.net.au to find an event near you.